Oh. Anyway, that's all for me. Thanks. You want to come sit here? Do you mind? Uh, yes. Thank you. Why are y'all ready? Everybody stared at me. Amazing. So TJ had a birthday yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, the party was Friday. The party was Friday? Did you get drunk? I did not. Oh, man. Boring. <laughs> no, I'm playing. You got high? Oh, you did? You smoked joint? No. What did you get how? No. What? You got how pot? What? Uh, isn't that true? What are we waiting for? Get, get Bill. We're waiting. Get Bill. Where's Bill? <laughs> what? What? So, Samuel, did TJ really get hired at this party? What? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. You can get involved by going to our chat line and on the YouTube channel, and James will give me your questions and comments. Happy Father's Day, everybody, again. All right. Um, any fathers here? Well, I know your father, Mark. And your father. Well, happy Father's Day. Only two fathers? Oh, three, four, five. Oh, all right. Good. Good. Okay. Happy Father's Day. I, um, any first-timers? Anybody here for the first time? Oh, okay. I, um, a couple, any questions about anything? It's a fellowship. Any questions or comments? Oh, I just thought of something. I'm glad you raised your hand. Okay, go ahead. Um, you know how we, we're not supposed to hold on to anything. Right. So, I mean, is that literally we don't hold on to anything? Because it feels like if we don't hold on to things, we'll forget about people. <laughs> you forget about people? Yeah. And what's wrong with that? No, I'm just, I don't know. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> Do you forget about people? Yeah, because I mean, what do you, mean don't you hold forget anything, about them? You don't even hold on to, like, relatives or friends or experiences. So I'm asking, is that the natural way to be, is to just completely empty of everything? Yes. Okay. Do you hold on to friends and family members? And all I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, memories and things like that. You know, like, well, I haven't talked to a family member in a while or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes I try to make it a point to call them, but 
I think if you just so what so when you say hold on to them, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't know. I don't, um, maybe that relate hold on to that relationship in a way, kind of. So you walk around all day holding on to it? No, I'm not saying that. You know, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only que- my my question is: Are we just supposed to be empty of everything? Yes. Okay. I just what is the purpose of holding on to them? Um. You feel empty without it. You feel what? Empty. Nice. And you don't like the empty feeling? I'm not even saying that. I just wondered. It, it just, it's kind of new, so it feels like it's, uh, I don't know, I just try to, is that the natural state to be in? Yes. I don't know. How would you hold on to it about thinking about them all day? Well, the thought, no, I mean, you have thoughts or whatever, or like, you know, how your mind will make you think about certain experiences or what happened that day or Let's say Friday, I went and had dinner with a family member on Friday, right? And it was nice, everything went good. Afterwards, the mind will kind of want to play, replay what happened or the conversation and all that. Yeah. And so that seems like it's natural, but you can see it's not really natural. Somebody making a noise either with their feet there. Are you making a noise with your feet? You nervous? He's like, no, but I see his feet doing it. Your foot. Uh, so in other words, anybody else know what does what Irmish does? Hold on to family and friends and stuff. Yeah. You you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, do. How do you hold on to them? I just like every once in a while. Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, just um, not like obsessively or possessively. Just uh, just like give them like a, a a text message. Just ask how they were doing. If they were they're okay. But how do um, you hold on to them now? That's how. That's just how I hold on to them. I mean, I'm not like I'm, I'm technically not empty. I do think about them from time to time because I grew up with them and they were the closest things to my life growing right. up. So it's just pretty much like a, a, a reliving almost a memory, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how I hold on to them. So. And how do you hold on to them? So I mean, I don't necessarily. Uh, I feel like you're kind of twisting it a little bit. So what I mean by is, is mostly the experience. In other words, like. You have an experience, whatever. You go to an event, your mind will kind of replay what happened there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but really, I could just go home and not think about not it close, again. Not so close to your mouth. Right. So I could leave and just Bring not. Bring the mic away from your mouth a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. I could leave and not think about it again. Oh, okay. Right? So it crosses your mind and then you just let it go. You replay what happened at the party. Yeah, or yeah. Or dinner I'm, or whatever. Right. I'm just asking, is that normal to just, like, you could not even think about it again, and it's just over with? No, it'll cross, it'll cross your mind, but you don't hold on to it. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just found out TJ smoked pot, right? Right. And so it crossed my mind again <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I'm not holding on. TJ doesn't look like a pothead, huh? Everybody uh, looks at like TJ. <laughs> He looks so holy. Look how he holds his hand like a Christian. <laughs> Yesterday I was at the gym and I was putting the weights back. And some guy said, Christian put the weights back. Like, that's right. But now I wouldn't hold on to it. You know, you got to think about the party. But don't hold on to it. I don't hold on to my family and friends. It wouldn't make sense, to be honest with you. And they just cross your mind, and then you... Yeah, they'll cross the mind sometimes, but I'll let that go real fast. But, yeah, but I wouldn't hold on to anything. You know, since you had a mic, last week you asked me something about 
uh, you control your thoughts or something like that? Remember you brought up that question? Uh, kind of vaguely, but I don't remember what it was specifically. Do anybody remember that? What did he ask? He asked uh, if you're in charge or do you control He asked if you were in charge or do you control your thoughts? And I answered him. Do you remember uh, asking Yeah, I think uh, the question I had was, uh, I think you say we can't, um, we don't we can't create control thought. our thoughts, right? I'm sorry? I think you, you say we can't control our thoughts or we don't create our thoughts. Oh, boy, you're going to get beat up. <laughs> Where Chris? Chris, you beat up kids, too? <laughs> relegate that to the father. I know the father just shaking her head. I knew I should have left him at home. <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, you know it's it's too vague. I don't really remember exactly what it was, but something I, want, to do with the I thought about that during the week that you had mentioned that, and something like, do you create thoughts or? Yeah, something along that line. Do you, you don't remember exactly well, what I think, you asked? You know what it was? Okay, it was about I think memories. So like when you have thoughts that come up in memories, you can choose to hang on to those or. Or see, it appears that way, that we can hold on to them or let them go, right? So I could have a memory or a thought about something, and I can, it seems like I have a choice whether I want to entertain that thought or look at it and let it go. And I'm just, I think the question was, if we, I don't know if I had a specific question, but it was in regards to that. Yeah, I forgot what it was, because yeah. I thought about that question. But it was about the and thought. I, but I thought you asked that we create thoughts. It might have been something along that line. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry? It may have been along that line. Do you think that we create thoughts? No. But do, oh, do you I think th we choose what we want to think about? I think that we can, it seems like we can choose to hold on to a thought. Like if a thought comes or a memory, you can choose whether you want to get into it or not get into it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like how the question was, so okay. we'll get it. Um, Oh, let me clearly say, you guys heard about the third eye situation? How many people think you have a third eye? Only one person admitted it now? Two. You thinking about admitting it? He like, do you think you have a third eye? I know of it. I mean, I know of where it is. You do have, Chris, you want to unfold your arm and come with a mic? <laughs> I know of it as a pineal gland, right? It's the, it, it gets crystallized uh, with the sodium fluoride and whatnot. So it's like, uh, it's the, they say it's a part of us that it gives us faith and, and hope, you know? Who said that? Uh, man, it's a... Who? I got into this. Um, so in the 1940s, in the concentration camps, they were pouring, uh, pouring it into the water, making the Jews docile while they put them in, into the... They made the Jews docile? Yeah, they put it in. They studied that the, it affects the, it actually drops your IQ a little bit and it affects the pineal gland. So there's pictures of your pineal gland half crystallized from it, like the same um, crystallization happens under your pipes in your sink. That's why we're not supposed to drink the tap water because they pour it into the oh, tap water. Too late for James, huh? Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> it's. You've been it's, drinking it for years. You're supposed to. <laughs> 
You're supposed to uh, exercise your, your third eye and, and but, spiritually, you know. Really? So the third eye is a pioneer gland? It's your pineal gland. What would they call a gland, an eye? It's just in scriptures or like the, there's even... Is it in scriptures? I'm sorry, not scriptures. In oh. history, I think in Egypt's, you know, Egyptian uh, pyramid drawings and stuff, you know. And so you have a third eye? That's what they say. How about you? No, I don't think so anymore. Anymore? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you thought more at like one a, time you had one? I mean, because it's not like a third eye, right? It's more of a part of your mind that uh, picks up energy, you know? Or This is before... Um, I was an atheist up until four years ago, so this was like... I was and so spiritual. you went from being an atheist to having a third eye? No, I was. I had a third eye. Oh, when you were an atheist, you had a third eye. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no wonder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And what happened? So what happened to your third eye? You don't have it anymore? No, I just uh, I never went back into it. But yeah, when I did uh, un- try to understand your your silent prayer, I, d- I also thought, you know, that that's what you're pointing at when you said. Aim to the set. I'm like, oh, this, I'm like, this guy knows about the third eye. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'm on the right path, you know. That is amazing. Yeah, we we talked about that in the women's forum because I asked, they heard the call from the lady, and I was surprised at the number of ladies who thought I meant a third eye. And when I say be aware of the center of your forehead, they thought that I meant like right there. That's where it's at. I meant like just in the head, in the forefront of your head. I don't mean like just right there. That doesn't even compute to me. <laughs> and then nowhere have I ever said anything about a third eye. And so it's like they hear me saying a third eye when I'm not even saying anything about a third eye. They hear me saying that. You thought I meant that too, right? Yeah. Uh, even though I, I didn't say it. Even though you didn't say it, yeah. You, you didn't specify that at all, but I... R- Jumped on it real quick. You know. And you start looking at the third eye? I started looking at my third eye as I did the silent prayer. That sounds looking, scary, like a monster. Go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm learning. I'm learning you. No, there is no third eye yeah. that I'm aware of. But in science or... There know, may be in, a pioneer in, gland, but it's not an yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. God is a spirit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's not an eye. These light that you see by, you know, like the sunlight out there? Mm-hmm. And the sun, is the sunlight an eye? No. It's the same thing. It's just that it's inside and he's a spirit. And so when you're aware of the darkness, it's because the light is shining on it. I don't, I, I suggest that you not be in your head at all. So I definitely wouldn't suggest you be up there with a third eye. All right, right. <laughs> just, you know, yeah, there's just so much science attacking the third eye or attacking our pineal gland science yeah like literally uh, on purpose so that's why i just i got real deep into that subject and it went spiritual did it help you to be third to have a third eye no i because i didn't understand it that that well right. i just knew of of that they call the pineal gland the third eye it's and amazing so, that uh so you walked around with th- with three eyes at one time <laughs> not physically did your son know you had a third eye up there yeah he looked at me weird for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well God is the light yes he's not he's love 
He's not like, and your whole body is filled with love. From, and the kingdom of heaven is within the soul of the belly. And Satan is in the mind. I agree with you. So if you got no. that third eye up there, you're looking at Satan. Right. I know nothing about a third eye. I don't. <laughs> and I, I used to think that people hear what they want to hear. But now I think that people are influenced by what they hear. You know, like if, if someone says something that's similar to what they've already learned, Satan's tell them that's what they mean. Yeah. And so it's based on what you've already learned. But there is no third eye that I'm aware of. And I don't mean that at all. And I don't mean look right here. Yeah, yeah. I just mean be aware in this area where thoughts come, which is in the fore of the head. Not the third eye, folks. No, one of the Christians think I'm one of those, uh, what do they call me? Yeah. New age. New age, yeah. A new age. No third eye. Y'all hear that? <laughs> just to say a third eye. No, third, I know nothing about a third eye. And matter of fact, if I met someone that was into that, I would run. <laughs> I'm glad you're over it. <laughs> so you all understand about the third eye? No third eye. All right. You sure? All right. So if someone say, I mean third eye, no third eye. Um, did I see your hand? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, I, I think he's talking more about uh, what you're talking about is the the gain of knowledge. Because um, I used to train dogs, and you used the, to have a third eye as well. No, 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 oh. <laughs> no. It's not that interpretation. Oh, okay. I don't interpret it like that. It's uh, I used to train dogs, and I used to sit with somebody who who didn't. And for example, like uh, um, I'd see somebody walking their dogs, and like, oh, like look, that dog walks well. And in my head, I'm like, no, that, that lady's destroying that dog. Um, and I know that that lady's doing something wrong that's right. eventually going to turn something worse. And the person who doesn't know is, uh, is complimenting the person who's walking the dog. And that's like what a, kind of like what I interpret the third eye, I guess, under quotations, heavy quotations. I don't know how anyone can believe someone when they say you have a third eye. No, How do you believe that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's more and of like. Someone just, told me I had a. Thir- I have a good. Now that I think about it, a really good friend. He is a Buddhist kind of guy, I think. And I think he told me he had a third eye, but I didn't think much about it since he was a Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. There's more like an interpretation of of knowledge or or gaining knowledge, and then you like open up your your third eye or whatever. But it's just you know you see things because you know things, and that somebody else who doesn't know that thing doesn't see it, and that's kind of what the third eye means. It's not a physical eye. Why would a Christian fall for the idea of a third eye? It's not in the scriptures anywhere. No, no. What? It's it's just uh, like. What I've noticed. Oh, I see. It's oh, not. Uh, I didn't quote anybody or anything. It's just what I've seen. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it's just right. like the more the more details you learn about something, the more deeper you can look into it. And somebody who hasn't done that won't or can't see what you see. And that's that's the quote third eye. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's amazing. <laughs> the third eye doesn't make sense. No. Okay. Yeah. The world is busy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. 
Let me take you first a minute. Um, as this gentleman was saying about the pineal gland, uh, it's been studied quite like a lot. It's been extensive, right? And so uh, one of the reasons why they would also call it a third eye and why they want to, like, is because uh, there's photoreceptors, like, so that they can, like, sense light or something. And so that's also why they would call it a third eye, like, because it's around the eyes and it has the same kind of, uh, like, body technology that our physical eyes do, right? And, yeah, so that's also why they wanted to calcify it because, like he said, uh, it would drop your IQ and fluoride will um, calcify or crystallize it and whatnot. So did but, you yeah. have a third eye at one time? Uh, I guess. I was all kinds of crazy, so, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's a pineal it? gland. You yeah. still have the third eye? I have a pineal gland. I have glands. It made the body work. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, it's not like I can, like, close both of these two eyes, and then I can, like, see a whole ass Yeah. A whole different world. That's a good point. If you wanted you know? to take a nap while you're driving, can, <laughs> can you close two eyes and leave the third one open? Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Right. Yeah, so I just wanted to add on to what this gentleman was saying. Oh, Okay. Let me take you here first. Yes, sir. And then I'll come to you. I've never been into any of that stuff. You heard about it before? I've heard of it. I've, you know, reasoned with it. and uh, You do what now? You know, re thought about it. Oh. I mean, you know, uh, example, you know, you look on the back of the dollar bill. There's an eye on there inside of a pyramid. And that's supposed to represent all seeing, all knowing. And a lot of the founders in our country, they were part, they were Masons, and they, be, they belonged to groups who had myth, you know, they believed in mythicism, you know. Oh, okay. And they, you know, it's kind of like a No wonder the world's so messed seeing. up. We There's, need the Christians back. It, they, some of them were Christians, but they were all-seeing, all-knowing. That eye is all-seeing and all-knowing. We're just on the dollar, so we're not real. Well, they're going to put that on the Bitcoin now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the millennium is going to take it off the dollar. Yes, sir. Right here. The guy on his phone? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to. Uh, you wanted to read something. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, bring something up here. Uh, so when it comes. Got going, yeah. All right, so uh, there's a, a picture, right? It's called the creation of Adam, right? And then people have referenced the the pineal gland, I think it's what's called. Pineal? Pioneer. Pineal gland. So there's this picture right here. Uh, it's, of, it's of God. It's the creation of, of Adam, and it's made by Michelangelo. And it's, the, it's like, it's supposed to be Adam with his finger pointing like this, and then God is pointing his finger back. But what they've done is they've actually referenced this picture to the pineal gland uh, and that the connection between the two parts in the brain represents the connection and the source that our, our um, physical form has and the connection in regards to the spirit. So if, if you put the two pictures together, the pineal gland and then the picture of the creation of Adam uh, drawn by Michelangelo, uh, you see that, there's, that their fingers are, are touching in the, I guess in some pictures it's cracked or something like that. 
There's a lot more that goes into it, but I think that's what they're in reference to in that when they talk about, like, the COVID vaccine and stuff like that and the mark of the beast, uh, that, that this medica- this uh, vaccine, and they want to make it annual, it, as that separation that you see between the fingers of Adam and God is, uh, is that it, it deteriorates that connection. And it, so the, the more, uh, and this is just what I've heard, right? right. That, that the more, like, so once, so, like, a lot of people aren't trying to realize the fact that you know, the COVID vaccine is kind of kicking off the end times because it's, it's like, I think there's stuff in the Bible that talks about, like, there'll be a time when you'll have to get a certain mark of the beast in order to eat, in order to do all these things. And if you're of God and you'll know better than that, then you'll turn away from it or whatever. And God will come and return and, you know, rise all his people into the sky or something like that. Um, well, the, the, you know, the COVID vaccine is kind of like what they're saying is that it's, it's disconnecting people's connection uh, from the physical form and the, and the spirit, and the spirit, and the, like like how you say the uh, in the mind's eyes, not the mind, not the third eye, right? But the mind's eye. So what we see when we go into that our prayer closet and we're in that and, and we're in our you know in our mind and we're uh, connecting with the spirit. That's what it's referencing to, uh, as far as well. I know. When you go in your prayer closet, you're not getting into your mind. You right, but come it's, out of the mind. Right, and so and so, for example, like if we're a spirit and then we're in the flesh, right? Uh-huh. There's a, some. There's got to be some kind of like part. That what they're saying is like some part of the brain that 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 opens up or connects unto the spirit, right? And so, like that's what they're referencing it to. And so, oh. I would just suggest that people look probably into that if you're looking for questions. Maybe the pineal gland but, and the but and the, the spirit is not a part of the brain. Oh, okay. The brain is set up to make the body work. It's a physical thing. Uh, and the spirit is a physical, I mean, a spiritual thing. Uh, so it's not even connected to the brain. Of course, God made all things. Yeah. And he made the brain to make the body work. Right? But that's different than the spirit itself. Gotcha. That guides you. All right. Uh, where's Michael D'Angelo now? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just want to know. I just want you don't know where he is right I, now. I don't know nothing about him. All oh. I know is that all, all I know is that anybody I see, know Michael. He did. I don't know about him. <laughs> he did. So, so I don't know. No, but I, just to make it clear. <laughs> so and I understand in life we go through all kinds of things while we're seeking. You run into all kinds of religion and you believe all kinds of things. Right. So. I understand it, but I know nothing about a third eye. I never met a third eye. And I never said a third eye. All right. Um, I was watching a documentary uh, over the weekend, and it was about. Uh, did you Did you hear that they have a new holiday? Oh. <laughs> what's the new holiday? And what's that? I know briefly. Honestly, yeah, just I think was it Biden that made made it a holiday? Yes. I believe. Um, in the whole, the whole government, okay. In respects to the emancipation and freeing slaves in Texas, I know very minimal about it though. And you black? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. You must think you white. <laughs> I've gotten that honestly, like growing up. I was, How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How's your brother? He's great. He was actually just here in Los Angeles a couple of days ago. Okay, good. Um, so what, what June 10th is like, you taking a flight to New Orleans and you, your flight leave at 12 noon and you get there at one o'clock and you're waiting, thinking that the flight is going to leave at one. And so after a while you go up and ask the 
the, the workers, what, hey, what time my flight leave? So there are about five people sitting in the airport waiting for their flight that left at one. I mean, left at 12, but they're thinking it's at one. And so the, the workers say, well, your flight left at one o'clock. And so, I mean, at 12 o'clock. <laughs> and so all the five people hear that and they turn it into a holiday. Even though the holiday, the flight left at 12, that's not the holiday. The holiday came as a result of five people hearing about it two years later. Isn't that amazing? How do you make that a holiday? Oh, five black people heard about it in one city in Texas. Everybody else knew already that two, <laughs> two years ago, slavery ended. But five people, because they didn't have a cell phone, they didn't have an Obama phone, they heard about it. And so they took that and made it a holiday. You know the world gone crazy. How you make that a holiday? And everybody, not everybody, people celebrated it as though it's a real holiday. Five people heard, now we're liberated. Even though all the other blacks was already liberated a thousand years ago. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Did you have your hand? No. No, I was just going to answer what it was. What do you think about that? About it being a holiday? Yeah. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I already knew about it, but most people outside of Texas or if they didn't have relatives from Texas really had no clue what Juneteenth was. Like five people in so, Texas didn't know. How do we yeah. know they weren't high? Maybe they heard about it. <laughs> yeah. But just to remember it. Yeah. But it's crazy how the world just falls for anything. And that is a major celebration with these people. Mind-blowing. The world gone crazy. So I watched this documentary and uh, it was about blacks and their freedom. Like Every, they've been fighting for this since the early 60s when they had the Black Stone Rangers, they had the Black Panther, Panthers, and they were showing these different things that the black people had gone through fighting for their liberation, right? For since the uh, Civil Rights Movement, they've been fighting, 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 marching, going to jail, and all kind of crap. But I noticed through all those years, they've been blaming white people. And I didn't, know it was, I didn't know that it was all like that. That nobody ever mentioned God and no one ever mentioned self-responsibility. The radicals have been saying that it's been white people all those years. And now we're at 2021 and they're still blaming the white man. I'm like, look like someone should have stopped them. Martin Luther King or somebody should have said, no, it's not the white man. It's about having loving what's right and treat the people as your neighbor. And now, so this battle has been going on for years where evil has been trying to take over, and no one stopped it. And that's why it has taken over now. Because it's the same story from back in the 60s up until now. All the civil rights leaders, Al Shopkins and all those guys, been pushing this mess for a long time. And no one stopped evil. So if you don't stop evil within yourself, it'll destroy you. Likewise, if you don't deal with it on the outside of you, inside of others, it would, it would destroy you as well. 
So I'm wondering what's going to happen now that these people are taking over and changing everything and replacing it with evil. How do you expect the world to get? Anybody ever thought about that? So what? Yeah, it cannot get better. It can only get worse. Because what they have done is not going to work. That's the thing about it. It's not going to work. You can pass all the June 10th laws and you can, What? Same thing. <laughs> you could, and then they took down all the statues of the real folks who made the country great. And they put up an unemployed drug addict with a criminal record. They have a big statue of him in Philadelphia somewhere. New Jersey. And the folks are acting like this is real. Is it just me? No wonder TJ is on pot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you, TJ. The world gone crazy. They're calling, (laughs) they're calling good evil and evil good. And there's no major outcry from the rest of the people about it. Everybody's afraid. Evil is taking over. Why y'all looking at me like this? That makes sense? Yes, sir. Somebody need to do something. I say it's not that people are afraid, it's they get shut down. Like, look at the Great White Hope. He tried, and they shut him down. They took him off of everything. But he's not shut down. They're trying. Right, but it hasn't happened yet. You can't shut a man down that believes in God, truly be born again of God. It's impossible to shut them down. You can shut down all the little stuff you control. You can take that away. Like, but you can't shut the man down that's been born of God. So he's not, it's not over for him. And to me, I want you to know that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And God has it set up where good will defeat evil, but you must be born again of good. It will, and it's so much fun fighting evil because you do it without fear and he will guide you. So it's not over for the man or the woman that's born of God. But you must, and born of God is not going down to the front of the church and confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's not it. You must literally be born of the Spirit of God. That makes sense? Because look, look at how defeated the Christians are who have been gone down to the front of the church and confess Jesus, Lord and Savior. They got all kinds of things going on. They have no courage. They have all kinds of nice little Christian sayings and all kinds of stuff, but no courage at all. Where are they now? They're hiding in a corner somewhere. I don't see them out out on the battlefield. When I was growing up, the Christians, they fought back. They were an army, and they fought back. And the same thing was going on then, but they didn't win. They lost. But the men are afraid. Yes, ma'am. The women are afraid. The real, and it's mind-blowing. Yes. How are you born out of the spirit? How are you born out of it? Yeah, like how do you born like on oh, the spirit? Oh, into the spirit of God. Yes. From that fallen state. Only God can do it. You know, you have, that's why you seek him. You, uh, you pray. Stay with the prayer. It's so important. 
this style of prayer is especially important for emotional people. People who are into their emotions, they really need to calm down so that God can take over. But no one can make you be born again of God. Only God can do that. And when he does do it, he'll waken you from the darkness into the light, and the rest is easy. He just takes over and starts guiding and, and uh, restoring your life. Only he can do it. I grew and it up, happens just like that. I, I grew up knowing about God and Jesus and all that. I just didn't want to follow that. Right. But um, once I couldn't you know, handle what I was doing anymore, that's when I repented and like accepted Jesus and went to the front of the church and whatever. You but did what now? I went to the front of the church and accepted Jesus and all of that, right? I did that. But um, I was, I still couldn't overcome certain sin until, you know, I started coming here and I was looking at it in a different way. So that's why I ask, I'm like, how do you, how are you? I know I'm, I know I'm born again because I see things. Even when I hear you, when I first heard you, I could connect it to scripture. I was open to that. And I know there's a lot of quote unquote Christians that, you know, attack you all the time for not um, reciting particular verses and whatnot, but I, I honestly could connect it back to Scripture with what you were saying. So, um, I don't know. I, just, I guess that's just... I, I had never heard of... I've heard of the born-again experience, but I didn't know what it was until it happened to me. And I finally... And I've been going to the churches looking for the answers, and they didn't have it. And so I finally just said to God, you know what? Or to myself... I can't, I can't fix myself. I can't change it. You know, I'm done. <laughs> I gave up trying to do it. And when I gave up trying to do it, that's when things start to happen. I asked God, let, let me see myself because I realized I didn't know myself. And I don't know if I ever went down to the front of the church and accepted Jesus. That just never made any sense. And I didn't know anyone. I knew people who had gone down to the front, but they were still crazy. <laughs> Afterward, they were still crazy. So it just didn't make sense, even in a fallen state, to go down to and some preacher tell you, you believe Jesus died? Yes. You believe he rose on the third day? Yes. You saved. Oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> but it happened when... He just awakened me. He allowed me to see. First, he allowed me to see that I had the anger for my mother for turning me away from my father. And I didn't know I had that. And then I knew I had to go and face her. And one thing about waking up like that, you, you really, most of the time, well, I did. I forgave even before I went to her when I realized I was wrong for hating her. And, uh, and so I, I knew I had to go and face her, right? Because he said to go and forgive. And when I went, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, but I did it. And, and the rest has been easy. And now I understand that salvation has always been about the heart. He changed the heart from hate to love, the heart of stone to love. And when he does that, he make a home in you, along with the, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And then that's when he cleaned up all the stuff you got into. Because I used to think that it was the stuff I had to get rid of first. You know, you have to stop smoking pot. You have to stop being a slap maker. You have to stop this or that. But that's not it. You can't stop. Just think of how many times you tried to stop yourself and you were not able to stop yourself. 
What's going on with your daughter? Oh, and uh, you can't stop yourself. So we have been told, and I have been told, that you need to stop those things. But I didn't have the power to stop those things. It was the heart. And when he came in, he started cleaning it up so that you can keep the Ten Commandments. But the world got it backwards. They say you need to stop the drinking, stop the slut making, stop this and stop that. And people are judging themselves over something they have no control over. And it's only dragging you down deeper into it. Of ourselves, we can literally do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. So if that's the case, why judge yourself for being what you're into? You can't help it. And that's not what you're guilty of anyway. You're guilty of the heart of stone or having no love. Right here. That's what you're guilty of. You're not guilty of those things you're into. So stop judging yourself. Then you can overcome it. Yes. Hey there, Jesse. Uh, well, I kind of wanted to touch on that because um, as for someone, for me, that kind of just discovered you just recently. Is this your first time here? Uh, second time, actually. Oh, okay. I came with a friend the first time. Um, okay. What do you say to someone that unfortunately didn't have the opportunity because both of their parents passed away around the same time, so I didn't have that opportunity to physically tell them I forgave them? Right. So what do, what do you say to that, or what do I go about that even though I felt like I did but I didn't get a chance to physically tell them. Also, on that side, my mother definitely pushed me away from my father as much as she could before yeah. that, and I resented her a lot because of that. Yeah. So I, um, when I found out my father died, I was even more mad at her because I didn't have that opportunity to let him know that I yeah. for all of that. One of the worst things that can happen to children, it is pure evil, is for mothers to turn their children away from their fathers. You literally turn them away from God. And now you're going to church and everywhere looking for God, uh, not understanding what happened. By getting to know yourself, ask God to let you see yourself. And you will see, he will show you that of yourself you could do nothing. And you're not in control of anything. You can't control anything. And likewise, your parents went through the same thing. They couldn't help themselves. Your mother literally could not help herself. Uh, when she turned you away from your father because she had an evil heart. She was angry. And even even when she was doing that, I kind of, like, doubted it, though, a little bit. Like, I knew, I was like, it doesn't seem right. Like, you know what I mean? When she was telling me about my father yeah. and he didn't want me and all that stuff, yeah. I kind of doubted it a little bit, Good. but I believed it, though, right. unfortunately. And that's the problem. If someone had told you not to believe it, when she would tempt you to hate, if you had not believed it, you would be fine. But once we believe into a lie, like what Adam did when he believed Eve, he believed a lie, and then it was hard to overcome that. But uh, if someone had said, hey, don't believe that, your father loves you, you'll be fine today. Your mother would not have been able to turn you away from him. And, well, they, and they, so they, just they, realize that, get to know yourself, and that will cause you to forgive them since they're dead. No, I was just going to say, add, add to that, because they did, um, from my dad's side of the family, they tried to, like, tell me that he did want to be in my life, and he was trying trying to be there, but it was just my mother yeah. that was preventing all of that from happening. Yeah. And then he, you know, became a Christian, and, and he had another family, and, and he had two other kids with another, but then his wife and, and him passed away as well. Yeah. My, my brothers are probably going to go through the same thing, I feel. 
as well. Oh, good. Good. How old are you now? I'm 30 right now. And so are you doing the silent prayer and all that? Every day, yeah. Good. Is, are things getting better, a little better yes, for you? Yes, I have noticed a lot of uh, a difference. Um, I was an emotional person. I did get emotional a lot. Yeah. I've noticed that my emotions have calmed down a lot since then. Right on. So I'm, I'm working on that right now. That's what the silent prayer does. It calm you down so you can overcome it cause you to overcome that and the prayer doesn't but God does right to overcome all that emotional stuff and eventually you're going to realize that you're not really into that anymore it, it becomes less and less and you don't feel yourself changing you just realize you don't normally you know like you don't normally react right there's a guy that called my show the other day and he didn't want to tell me that his mother was dead because he said that we we're going to say, she did. <laughs> <coughs> we we're going to say, she did. And he didn't want to have to deal with that because he's so close to mama, right? But to me, oh, and then I, I hear people say, respect the dead. How are you going to respect the dead? They're dead. <laughs> we're supposed to respect one another while we're alive, right? And so he said he couldn't say that, but if he were to overcome all that emotion, overcome his mother, he would see that she's dead. She's gone. <laughs> Even Christ didn't bother to go back. Somebody said, hey, hey, come and bear, help me, my friend dead. Or something like that, right? He's like, let the dead bury the dead. I got to go. <laughs> he dead. <laughs> Everything that seems so serious is so, uh, so unimportant. But when you're in a fallen state, everything seems so personal and so serious when there's really nothing, nothing at all. And I notice that the world now is trying to cater to everybody's emotions, make you feel good, do not use certain words, and blah, 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 right? There was a, uh, I think it was the governor of uh, New York. He called the, the uh, remember we used to use the word retarded? <laughs> That was who? Obama made that. Didn't he do that? I don't know. I just saw it this morning. Yeah, Obama made it. So you but, have to say retarded. You have to say... Uh, oh, he changed the word. But this governor, I forgot where he was from. He was describing how he tried to help the retarded people or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all serious about it. He didn't mean any harm. Huh? And he's a, a liberal, Wallace State person. And he was like, well, we built all these buildings for the retarded people. And now the retarded people are mad. And so, and so he had to come back and apologize. He's like, I'm sorry, I meant to say mentally ill. Well, what's the difference? A retarded person is mentally ill, right? But they're trying to make everybody feel good. But if you overcome that fallen state, you wouldn't be moved by words. You would get to the point where you're not moved by words. If you have to throw a family member out, you'll throw them out on their head. And think nothing about it because you've done their best. And you know that they got to have hard times to grow up since they won't listen. That's what God, he does that to us and we don't listen. He doesn't just keep us in the house and shelter us. And he let us end up on skid row. He'll let you become a drug addict or whatever. He's made the way for you if you don't take it. And that's what a good father would do. This is Father Day. The most important thing you could do in your life is to return to the Father. It's the number one thing. And the rest is easy. I don't care what anyone says. That's why God sent his other son back through 
uh, he was made from the man, of the man, right, and not of the woman, because you've got to believe in the father, in the man, in order to return to the father. And once you do that, folks, it's amazing. The, the most important person on earth today is the father. He's the father. And boys and girls need to understand that it's not an ego thing. It's just a spiritual thing the way that God created it. The father is the most important thing on earth. Love your fathers, you'll be fine. It's just simple as that. Forgive your parents and you'll be fine. And, and forgive mama, she couldn't help it. Go and forgive mama. Uh, yes, sir. And then the white shirt. Morning, Jesse. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, thank uh, you. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I just had a question. Um, what's your opinion on arranged marriages? You Don't know, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, for example, like back then when, when men were strong in spirit, like typically they would choose the husband for their daughter. You know, like, do you think we'll ever go back to those, like that tradition? I hope not. <laughs> they don't work. Mm-hmm. Because even in those arranged marriages, and I, I've counseled with them, some of them, you know, the woman is jealous of the other woman. The man got to deal with the hell in all of them. The kids end up crazy. It doesn't work. God will add on to us. This is a new covenant. And God will add on to us what we need. Now, when they had the old covenant, people were out of control. They didn't have the spirit of God to guide them, right? And so they relied on outer source. We don't have to do that anymore. And it's best if you don't do that. We have a new covenant. And so one wife, one husband. That's the new order. And then you'll be fine. But if you go in Maryland, I had a, a, a football player on the show, right? Did y'all see that on the Father's State? He said, about he, he has one wife, he's going to get some more. Didn't he say he wanted 92 children or something? How many? 94 children. He's going to need some more wives, right? <laughs> but one wife, one husband, ladies, and that's enough. It's, it's hard enough dealing with the one-on-one thing. So I, I wouldn't fall for that. Are you going to do it a race thing? No, but oh, I thought, don't that. Oh, what's that? It, the way <laughs> I see it, it's in race marriages. The father chooses the husband or like a like. Oh, a, yeah. I would, don't trust that. How the father is going to know what's in the man's heart, you know? Um, I know that in the good old days, if someone wanted to get married, they'd go and ask the father, can I have your permission? That's respect. That's fine. But I wouldn't let, if I was a woman, I wouldn't let my dad choose my husband. You know what I'm saying? God would got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, and he will add that unto you if you need it, if that's what he wants you to have. Other than that, you'll be happy anyway. Oh, I was talking about something else. This guy was a polygamist, right? Oh, okay. Do you believe in arranged marriage? Marriages. I think the, the daughter should respect if the father accepts or not. But other than that, no. So. Yeah. Even today's father's so weak, though. Mm-hmm. You can't even trust that anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because how would a beta father tell you, yeah, this is the right woman for you? <laughs> <laughs> but I respect the idea of why they do it. 
But I wouldn't want anyone to pick my wife for me. I wouldn't want God to add that unto me. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Let me take the white shirt. And then I'll come here. Yes, sir. How you doing, Jesse? All is well. Um, so we got off the phone with our father this morning. We said happy Father's Day to him and everything. Right which on. was like a big relief because I don't really speak to my father as much. Um, but our father was like extreme, 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 biggest beta I've probably like ever met out of all fathers because like he said that when we said happy Father's Day, he was like, well, you don't got to say happy Father's Day to me. You know, uh, that's, that's all your mother, man. Your mother did, all, did your job and blah, blah, blah. And just like he just puts himself down in every yeah. situation. Like every like we when we go to church, he'll sit all the way in the back or when we'll just like anything. It's just like he's always ashamed of himself. Yeah. Like always ashamed. And it's just really hard to like um, talk the truth to him because he's very sensitive. And as I was talking to our little brother when he was over our place, he was even questioning me, like, how are you going to talk to dad? Like, you know, dad is like very sensitive. Like, how do you? You don't want to hurt his feelings and stuff. And I was like, you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't care about his feelings no more. I really that's just want right. to tell him the truth. And that's yeah. what I did with my little brother. When he came over our place, I didn't want to overthink it. And I, well, before <clears throat> I spoke to them, I was talking to Sammy and TJ. And they were kind of, like, helping me, like, as far as, like, uh, how to speak to my brother. Because I was just like, that's my family. Like, I don't know how to, like, really talk to him. Like, it's really hard to tell somebody you can't stay here or, or whatever the case is. You can't um, do what? You can't stay here because he was at our place with another friend that was coming from Florida. Well, our brother was coming from New York, and he stayed at our place for a week. But uh, we kn- I knew down in my um, – I knew down that he really wanted to stay at our place, and he was going to plot on it or whatever. Um, so – I first came to him saying, yeah, you can. I was like, I really want you to stay here. Like, deep down in my heart, I want you to stay here. I want you to see, like, you know, basically an example of your big brothers and how we kind of, like, overcame, like, the mentality of this and that and all that stuff, right? And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think the next day, that's when I spoke to the uh, TJ and um, Sammy about my brother's situation. And he told me to, like, Samuel. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. What did he call you? I call him Sammy, yeah, I call him. Just Whoa, for sure, I just like call everything short. Slave, you TJ, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't call Sammy Sam. You Sam. ready to die? No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> my bad, my bad, bro, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, spoke to, I spoke to the both of them about my situation, and that's when I went oh. home, and later that night, that's when I up, came up front. I was like, look, you can't, you can't stay here and blah, blah, blah. I know that. If you stay here, you're just going to be more lazy because you're comfortable with your brothers, and it's not you're not going to really grow from it. Like if I really if I really care about you, I would tell you to like literally strive outside and go do like your right own thing, on. whatever. And like he, it's like he kind of understood, but something like part of him didn't want to accept that because he thought I was being mean. I was like, look, from deep down, like I feel like if you can ask anybody, I'm like one of the kindest, like nicest dude. I'm not mean. Like it's just like I see something greater in you. Like he's a smart dude. It's just that I see what the world can do to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I was up front with him and I, I felt like that was like a reflection of how I would talk to my father. Yeah. How do you feel about, and you're right. You don't even have to say your brother, I'm one of the most nicest person you ever want to meet, right? Yeah. You just say whatever and throw him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let him think what he want to think. That's just manipulation. Mm-hmm. But just don't hate. Don't be angry. Yeah, I don't hate him. Don't and if him. you love him, you would put him out. Yeah. Really? And then he may have to go out and suffer on the streets, but he, but he kinda live caught, on the streets. He, he kind of caught me, like why, like you know, basically why don't do, why don't I do the same thing to Joel? 
And oh, you need to throw Joel out? Well, I mean, I don't need to throw him out. This is not the real Joel. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different Joel, right? He black, but he ain't that black. All right. <laughs> He's just like, uh, we go half on everything. And I've seen him like... He does what? We go, we go half on like everything as far as like bills and whatnot. So you're tougher than Joel? No, no. Is Joel weak? No, no. I mean, he... Well, at first, when he was with his girl, at that time, he, you know, he was, but... Well, we all are in that case. Mm-hmm. And I think what made me want to, like, stay with him, because when I seen him, like, mature, I, th- I saw, like, the humble. I saw him just, like, let right go on. of everything. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Good. So how do you feel about your father's weakness? Um, I feel like it made a big impact on me, like, just growing up. Like, I guess, you know... I, I always kind of, like, disliked my mother growing up. I always stood for my father. Every time my mother would get, like, drunk or whatever going in the household, she'll come out out of nowhere, and I will see, like, the, the demon, like, in her. She'll provoke my father to be angry. Yeah. She'll call him every nasty word you could think of. So just, like, seeing that and seeing my dad just, like, say nothing, just, like, just lay there or whatever, it's just, like, wow, that's how men, like, put up with mothers. So... That kind of impacted me when I left the household and dealt with my own relationship right, and stuff like that. So. And so how do you feel about him today when you see it? Um, I don't want to believe that's the person I'm going to, I want to be. Like, Why not? Um, because I see that he's just like ashamed of himself. I don't want to be ashamed of myself. I don't want to be insecure and all that stuff. But you have to see it for what it is before you can help him. Because now you understand what's wrong. His mother screwed him up. His father didn't protect him. And so he's going through the same thing you went through. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different about that. And if you could deal with him, deal with him, but don't resent him. Because the, the kids become the parents and the parents become the children, right? And so maybe you can help him overcome it, but don't judge him. Right. He can't, just like you can help yourself. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself. And he may not know what you know about how to overcome so you have to tell him about it. I think I'm just like a little bit afraid of trying to be like I am the father. But when you don't try. You just too. be you. Because when my parents, I be telling you, I was me, but I was yet honest with them. You know, I wasn't like preaching to them. But when situations came up, I just told the truth about it. Mm-hmm. And not get angry at them. Right. Because they can't help it either. Your father doesn't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't know how to overcome it. And you should tell him how to overcome it. By talking about his parents. Yeah, explain to him. Do not judge him. He can't help it. So when, you, when you're dealing with him, you shouldn't feel a certain way about it at all. That's your father. Or your mother. You just deal with them like you would anyone else. Yeah. You show them love. Yeah, way, way easier talking to my mother than my father. I can tell her, like, just, I can be upfront about anything, but just, when well, my father is just like, dang, it's like, I don't, he's my dad. I, don't, I, I feel like something's, like, telling me I don't want to, like, you know, shame him or whatever. My father, before he aspired, he was weak. Even when I woke up, he was still weak. But I would just tell him, I'm like, oh, you're so weak. Stop crying. Stop carrying on. What's wrong with you? But we still have fun because I didn't judge him. And he knew that. So we still have fun together. Okay. So don't judge him and don't assume how he's going to act over it. 
But let's say he does start crying or get upset. Just look at him like he's crazy. Why he cry, but don't judge him. That's not him. Show him love. And if you love him, you would be honest with him, but don't judge him. Okay. And you might be able to help him overcome. You, you never know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's something I, like, 100% need to do, want to do. So I plan to go to Florida around July, if anything. And to do what? Go to Florida around July. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, he's in them. Florida? Yeah, he's in Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you go to church with him, if he goes back to the back of the room, <laughs> you can just say, where are you going, Beta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and believe me, as long as you're not angry, he's going to love you for it. He may pout a little bit, but he will get over it mm-hmm. because you're not judging him. Mm-hmm. And you know he can't help it. He doesn't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. Somebody did something to him. Yeah, the, the music industry, you know, he looked up to uh, the Jackson 5 and his brothers was kind of like repeating the same thing. So he feels yeah. like he's missed like this like empty accomplishment in his life and he feels like we uh look down to him because of that like he didn't pursue his dreams or something like that did he tell you that that no well i mean he just talks about you know him making it into music and he just like he still to this day talks about him thinking that he's going to make it and all this other stuff but how do you know he think that you look down on him actually i don't i'm just that's more you come up with that no i mean he, cause like he, he said, um, cause he said something about when we were talking on the phone that like he wanted to go to film school, right? And he was like, yeah, guys, you know, I'm going to go to film school, so I want you guys to be proud of me, man. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. So from that point, I was thinking like, okay, you want us to be proud of you. You think we don't, we're not proud of you now, like. Did you tell him that? Yeah, we basically said like, you know, we're not, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't care about any of that. We just care about you being our father. Like, that's what we want. Right that's on. literally all I care about. Yeah. But just don't judge him. He literally can't help it. He's never had anyone to show him love, meaning don't judge him. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's going to help you guys, too, if you deal with him that way. Yeah, definitely. All right? Mm-hmm. Cool, man. I'm glad you put your brother out. It was, <laughs> that was extremely hard, but yeah, we did it. I did it. Yeah. Well, now, from now on, it'll be easy. Mm. All yeah, right? More easier because I can always tell him the truth. Yeah. From now on, yeah. Just don't judge. Don't get angry. Yeah. Joel, you weak. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that means yes. <laughs> mm, I think I still, I'm still like a slut maker, I think. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you're weak. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? I don't know. I think. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. Well, not as much as I should be doing it. So are you doing it? No. Mm-hmm. Well, just let him be weak. <laughs> And but it's like I see myself in that regard, um, just yeah, not or keeping the space between you know being friends with a woman first instead of like sleeping with them. What? <laughs> well, just like I feel like that's that's the weakness in me, like not. What's your weakness? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just weak so to humble. women sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You say you try to be friends with a girl first and then you slap make her? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you need to come to the men's meeting. <laughs> and so, what? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's my biggest weakness, honestly. It's just. But why don't you do this? Do you want to overcome that? Yeah, I do. 
Why not do the silent prayer so you can have the power to overcome? I think you, I get caught up in life. In life? Yeah, just life. Just doing one thing back to another. Just projects here or something. And, yeah, I just don't think about it. It's not like the first thing that comes to mind. Oh. Yeah. So you're not ready for a change then? I guess in that sense I'm not. But I am. I need to make it a priority pretty much. But if you were ready, you would do it. Because you can get up early in the morning and do your prayer and still have your day to do your job or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is that simple, actually. It is that simple. I but you're just, just not ready? I, yeah, I am ready. But it's, I think it's just, a, it's just a reminder of just doing it. What's a reminder? Doing the silent prayer, like knowing that that is changeable thing. You like being a slut maker? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. What? No. You don't like it? Who's the oldest? You're the oldest? Um, I'm stunned you're not doing the silent prayer. You look so innocent when you come here. <laughs> I it was, At one point, I was doing it like ritually, like all the time. And then... Yeah, like and then he would what actually, happened? Mm, yeah, I think when you get in the mix with like a, somebody, you, I don't, it's just it's interesting. Like it's almost as if it just like threw off my focus. But so what now? It threw throwing off it being in the mix with like a partner. Sometimes a, can, a partner. Yeah, you with a man? Oh, boy. <laughs> A woman. <laughs> with a Your woman. brother, like, don't be saying partner. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a, I mean, I thought, yeah, with a woman, yeah, it's, uh, it's just something you have to be mindful of. Um, so when you, know. you get involved with a girl, you forget God. I don't, cause I actually preach God, but I think <laughs> that's what's interesting. I just, yeah, I don't do the silent prayer as much as I should. And because you have a girlfriend? In some sense. It's not because, but it's like, I guess, yeah. Cause like so you put her before and, God? Mm, that's, that's, yeah, right. I shouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> you do? I understand. In some sense, yeah. Well, just suffer until you're ready. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I just I just have to be more yeah. Be more mindful. So what now? Be more mindful of my actions. Yeah. We just suffer let him suffer too until he's ready, all right. As long as he helped with the rent, pay half his utility. Uh, but if you ever stop doing that, throw him out too. Oh yeah. I'm very responsible in that way. Good. Well just suffer, man, until you're ready. Yeah. All right. You look so innocent. <laughs> looks are deceiving, I guess. So what? <laughs> looks are de- looks are deceiving, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you dealing with your father too? Yeah, I mean, we honestly speak to our father like just as much as the, like the same. We don't My father's a very like in person type of guy. He doesn't really care to speak on the phone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll just suffer. Let him suffer. This is not the real Joel. <laughs> no. 
because the audience, <laughs> may, the ones that can't see around it, they may think that this is Joel. This is not Joel the Black. This is Joel <laughs> a Black. <laughs> but not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I am lighter than him, I guess. What? I, I think I am lighter than him. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah. we'll just stop until you're ready, buddy. That's all. Right on, yeah. All right. You giving them your money too? No, no. You don't spend your money on them? Or I did. I RK one time. <laughs> he like. <laughs> he like no, no. But it's not. It's not and like the ritual. You don't spend thing, your like, money. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's. How I, do you feel spending your money on them? Mm, I mean, it kind of just feels like I'm just. Yeah, it's just like you're just taking care of situations with them. And you just, you're you know. pleasing your God. Mm, I mean, I mean, you're rather you take way. care of that God than the real God, huh? When you put it that way, yeah. It's, uh, How old are you now? 25. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, just suffer. <laughs> Let him suffer. Mm. All right? I am suffering, though. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah, there's a lot of chaos, actually. So what now? There's a lot of chaos within within what's going on, so. But not enough to let it go. Mm. Yeah. I could let it go. All right. Well, you come to the next men meeting, too, all right? Yeah. So we can deal with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is kind of relevant. Um, A little louder for me? This is kind of irrelevant, but can you be rich and, and a Christian? Does that go together? Rich and a Christian? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, cause because I asked, I asked them the same thing just to see who? what's up. Uh, Samuel. Yeah, I asked Samuel the same question about can you what be you rich? Say? And he said, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah he agrees. Yeah. Because your, uh, your relationship is going to be with God and not with your money. Mm-hmm. The money is just a tool to live on earth to you, just like anything else, right? Right. And, but your relationship is with the Father. No, you don't make it your God. Mm-hmm. So I, I was the, thinking like, all right, well. The way the little slut make it. When I, when I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, how do, how, do people come, how do people become rich? Like, is it because they chase the money before God? Yeah. You know? Most do. Not all, of course, mm-hmm. but most. Absolutely. They don't know that if they seek the kingdom of God in his right way, that he will add things unto you like that. And it would be so easy, it was hard to believe how you got it. Mm-hmm. It would just come out of nowhere. The invisible would become visible. And so they have decided, for whatever reason, in that father state to put money, people, places, and things before anything else. And they get rich, but they're miserable. Right. Uh, they, and now they want more rich, more richness and more. Enough is never enough. Because they still have that void, and they don't realize they have put that before God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. But you could definitely be rich. God owns everything. Why would he want you to be that way? He wouldn't want you to have to go to the children of the lie because look what they do. As soon as you don't agree with them, they take their stuff away from you. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be lenders, not barriers. Right, right, right. Yeah. The reason why I ask that is because it does state in the Bible that Satan does own this world. You know, whatever you want, he'll give you the fame, the riches, and blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking the same, like. But God would take care of you as his son. Even though Satan is the ruler of this world, 
God still owned everything. He created everything, and he made it for his children. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha. Just don't put that before him. Good question. Uh, let me take here first. Yeah. And then I got to ask the biblical question. And Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, what the gentleman over here was talking about earlier, about forgiving after their past. Uh, I went and forgave my mom a couple months ago in person. Like, we drove 1,500 miles. We had other stuff to do, but right on. Uh, in my mind, I forgave my dad around the same time. And, you know, as you, as you mature and you grow spiritually, it was like a couple months later. It just happened like a couple weeks ago. I was, I was sitting there at night, and I started thinking about it. And I realized that I just kind of brushed it off because he's gone. And Oh, your father. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I just thought I forgave him. Like, oh, well, he's forgiven, he's dead, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, when I started, like, learning about myself, just like you said, I started really thinking about the things that he did that made me. And my dad was a beta, man. I mean, yeah. he was strong in the sense that he didn't let none of our moms take us from him, and he had four boys. But other than that, man, his, our grandma lived with us, and, you know. And I started thinking about all the things that actually made me angry. And it was then when I realized that I did forgive him. Right on. Because I couldn't help it. And I also wanted to touch on what Ermius brought up earlier. Because I had a question about that, too. I don't know if it's the same as what he's talking about. But I, I noticed, like, the more I learn about myself, like, I, I feel like I'm losing my passion for life, in a sense. Like, not in a bad way, but I just feel kind of empty sometimes, like, you know, I just, like a rock hit my windshield the other day and, and cracked it pretty good on my service truck. And, and I was like, oh, it's a business expense, you know. I give the money to the windshield guys instead of the government, you know, that's right. fine. Yeah. And it, I'm not sure, like, it, it's kind of like a dispassion, like you're saying. But I'm not sure, like, does that ever come back or, you know, because, like, I almost, <laughs> I, almost look at it, I almost look out into the world now and I'm like, I envy them a little bit in the sense that, but I don't. Do it's you want it back? Not really. But what do you mean, does it come back? Like, for instance, like, we came down here for Father's Day and my birthday and stuff, and, you know, I, I find myself, it's, it's hard to enjoy myself sometimes. Like, I, I am relaxed, and, like, I went and seen the Battleship Iowa yesterday. That was cool, but it's not the same excitement that I used to have about anything. Like, it just is. Like, I go to work. Would you like better to be compassionate or dispassionate? Well, or I, passion? I, or I kind of like feeling empty, right? Oh, you do? <laughs> it's yeah. nice. It, it's 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 what peaceful. happens is God is renewing your mind. He's putting you. He, he allow you to be in the world, but not of it. And that way, you're not controlled by the world. But you're still going to have an amazing life. Yeah, and, he is because that that uh, passion stuff is evil. It's not of good. Right. It's all ego. And so, if you hold on to that, it will destroy you. Yeah. So He's taking that away from you, and that's the way. Just, you I want just, it to be. I just find myself, like, I go to work, I come home, you know, we cook dinner together, and, you know, if I get to hang out with her and watch, you know, some cartoons or something together, like, that, that's just enough for me now. Yeah. And, and That's right. To answer the, the gentleman's question back here, you know, it's weird because a lot of people, like, my, my best friend, you know, he's in a fallen state. He's got a lot of money. You know, he taught me how to make money. And, but it's interesting, like, I really didn't start making it until I woke up. It was yeah. weird because everything else just kind of went aside, and, and, and the money really doesn't matter. Like, it yeah. really doesn't. Like, what you think about, like, I live simply, you know, and I'm like, I got more stuff I want to get rid of now. But you start thinking about the good you can do with it. That's and that's, right. that's where the motivation comes from. Now. Absolutely. Like, 
I'm not even going to leave it to her. She got a little bit, but wow. I'd rather, I, I'd rather, I'd rather leave it all to close to, your ears. Yeah, you know well, I want her to, I want her to see what it's like to earn it for herself. Yeah, you know, she got a little something, but most of it, I'd like to do something good with it one day. So it's really well, just not have about a way that. to see and God will guide you. Right, you know. Even about leaving it to her, you don't know if that's going to happen. She's a little girl now, yeah, yeah. and you just don't know how God's going to guide you with that, right? So you don't want to leave it to her to spoil her with it. Right. But you don't know if you're going to leave it to her. Just wait and see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I own stuff, too, and, and there's no one I like. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I going to do with my stuff? <laughs> I don't want the government to get it, right? So I'm just kind of taking day by day. You got to give it to the JLP Entrepreneurship Program. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but always have a wait and see attitude about everything. Because you don't know that you're right. not going to leave it to her. Correct. You might not, but you just don't know that. I'm right. hoping that she does, you know, doesn't need it like that. Right. Absolutely. Right. Amazing. So, yeah, you want to overcome all that passion stuff. That is evil. It comes from anger. And it's a substitute for what is right, and you don't want that. You yeah. want, that's what God means about being in the world, but not of it. Yeah, I feel a strong disconnect from a lot of people now. Yeah, like not, absolutely. Not in a bad way, but. That's right. It's, it's interesting, like, I don't judge people for it. Yeah. I just, I, I see it, though. I see it, and, like, I, I'm like, am I judging this person? I'm like, I'm not angry at them for doing it. I mean, if they want to suffer, that's they right. can suffer. No, but, you're, you're blessed. You know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride, man. It gets better. You haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. You really haven't. Yeah, I appreciate what you guys do. Yeah, thank you. The whole crew. Amazing. Yes. Um, I just wanted to answer this Jen's question that he had earlier, but this is also in the perspective of a 12-year-old. How old are you? So, a 12-year-old, yes. You're 12? And I just want to answer this Jen's question. (laughs) (laughs) What the? You don't need to worry about leaving her anything. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, this is yeah. I was gonna say this is in the perspective of a child, so I ain't no genius. But um, I I think that you can be a good person if you're rich, because there's like probably a ninety percent chance that you worked hard and you set your priorities to um to get that kind of money. And so I think that if if you remain a morally good person, that that you can that that making you rich doesn't mean that you're you're a bad guy either. Right. As long as you set as long as you set the father and your and your family before you, because if it does come to a point where um where where you put money before that, then then yeah, I do think that there's a time where you got to set down and um and and put those priorities first. Absolutely. You it doesn't make sense that you can't be a son of God and be rich. Because God doesn't want the children of Satan controlling you. You know, a lot of people are in fear right now because they're afraid that the children of Satan are going to take things away from them, right? They're going to take you off the Internet. They're going to take away your... The white people are real afraid they're going to take their land. They're going to take their houses away so they won't stand up. But if they had a relationship with God, that would be the least worry about their stuff because they know that God would take care of them and they will love others enough to tell the truth. So, absolutely, he doesn't want you pouring down and out and having to borrow from the children of Satan. Absolutely. Amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... I just want to... Uh, so, I, I've been doing a silent prayer. Uh, I forgave my mother. I overcame my anger, I believe. Right on. Uh, yeah, and so one other thing I was dealing with was like... Um, 
uh, with being being a slut maker, you know what I mean, and lust for women. And so uh, I've actually I've actually uh, embarked upon overcoming that, you know what I mean. So like it's weird because now, uh, like I met this woman and she's got a real strong spirit and got like she's really she's really strong in the spirit, you know what I mean. She spends most of her time worshiping God and going to fellowship and you know Uh-oh. she's just really engaged with that. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Go the other way. All right, because look, nah. I went because I was because I was like this. I, I watched a video of yours, and you were saying like how you almost have to be in a fallen state to to kind of like meet the woman because she's a deceiver, and like everything about her is like kind of taking your eyes off God because you like she got the hair and the body, and you're like, man, you know, you just you, you want that when you're in the flesh, right? right. But then uh, coming coming close to God, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily born uh, born again yet because I don't really know exactly what that means. Right. But through the silent prayer and through seeking God, I've, I've lost my lust for the woman in the physical form. And so I found myself on a Christian dating site, and I met this woman, and she seems amazing, right? But you found her on the Internet? On, on the, yeah, on the Christian dating site. Put her back on there, man. All right, for sure. Are you, don't you have kids? Yeah, my son, I got two other kids, too, yeah. You have three kids three already? Three kids, but out of wedlock, and so I was with his mom for like 10 years. But I was, I, w- I would say I was straight beta, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was yeah. with her out of wedlock, and I should have married her, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I know. Uh, and um, you know, I didn't. So long story short, I'm not in the dark in darkness anymore. But my thing is, is that since You're I'm, in darkness if you order a woman online. Nah. <laughs> what no, the, like, because now Especially it's, a Christian. Look, it, Christian it's, went online. It, it's a different world now, like. But I, you don't like, have to go with it. But I understand what you're saying. So, so look. This is the thing. What I'm trying to say is through seeking God, like I feel I'm feeling fulfilled and, and whole. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Back in the day, I used to think that you needed a woman to be whole. Right. I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. But 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 with, with a common sense is telling me that it's a good balance for me to have. Like, I need somebody to help me. I like the hours I work. I need somebody to help me. I got clothes that I need to wash. It takes too much time for me to go do. Uh, at the end of the night, I'm alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, You're just, alone? Well, I mean, you know, I'm just, there's no one. I'm just, just me. It's just me. You know what I mean? My and? kids. I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like I'm kind of bored. You know what I mean? So, and? All right. So basically what I was saying was. Your kids need you. They don't want you to bring another yeah, woman. Into, look, yeah, how old is he? He's 11. He's going to be 12. Wait until months. he's 18 and out of the home. Yeah. Is he the youngest? Yes. Yeah, wait until he's 18 and out of the home and then see. But you don't need the attention of a woman right now. Your kids need you. So, so well, my question was, was that uh, what does that mean for God uh, to bring a woman unto you? Like, and how much effort do you put towards uh, seeking that relationship? And how much? Zero effort. Zero? So how does it, like, even happen? Like, if you don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. How don't does know. God add a woman unto you? Yeah. Uh, one day, if it's meant to be. One day, but you know, you got three kids already. Yeah, you don't I, even need another one forever. But if it's meant to be, you'll look around one day and the right woman would just be there. Yeah. And you would know it. It wouldn't be online. You wouldn't have to order online. Yeah. You wouldn't be missing one at night and yeah. all along. Your motivation is wrong right now. No, I mean, look, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm on balance, but it's just it just like looking at the reality. It's like well, like what, what reality? I, like that. Just I don't like. It's just me. Like, I, what but am I you doing? and your kids. Well, I share custody with with their mother, so half, most of the time they not. I'm only with them on the weekends. That's so during nice. the whole week, I'm just working and just that's it. Nice, nice. <laughs> 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 All right, I guess. Yeah. 
But the fact that you're pining for one at well, night and all lonely, you need to seek God more, man. You need to stay with him well, and endure the pain of being lonely. Yeah, it's Allow not yourself to, now that to die because if you got a woman in your life right now, she would destroy you. You would become like Joel. Well, that's, that's, a, well, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Cause like, because I'm, you're not supposed to yearn for anything but God. Okay. Anyone but God. Right. So, so, that's, that's a tr- so let yourself feel that way at night, but know that you got to overcome that and endure that pain uh, with joy. Don't right, be upset yeah. about it, yeah. but feel the loneliness so you can overcome the loneliness yeah. and God will fulfill you. It, but you got to go through that. Yeah, I mean, okay, so just don't even like, like, because I'm supposed to go to like a date on Monday, a date don't on do Wednesday. It. What? I'm going to the movies after no. work. <laughs> just, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not having, I'm not, I'm not slut making though. That's what I'm saying. It's just like on But you don't want her to make you feel good either. You want to feel this emptiness. You want to feel this by yourself at night. You want to do all that so that ego nature can die in you. Yeah. That's ego. That's the nature. The woman is, you're overcoming your God. And so you <laughs> want to overcome, because you shouldn't be pining for a woman at night. I, I kind of feel like this gentleman, I'm sorry, what was your name? Mike. Mike, like how Mike was saying about like the whole like, you know, the windshield thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going through the same thing, Right. Through the silent prayer and seeking God, like, I'm just in a whole different place. And right. so, like, even seeking a but woman. But God has allowed you to see now that you're overcoming these things. So yeah. instead of finding a good Christian woman on the, bi- on the Bible woman. church, <laughs> <laughs> you, <clears throat> you, in, you endure that, man. Don't, okay. don't, try, don't reach outside for anything. If you lose good friends or family members or anybody, don't replace it with anything. All right. And God will replace it. Sure. He'll take that away from you. So listen, calm down. <laughs> so I got to cancel these dates. I'm going to get online yeah. now. And just... Yeah, don't do it. Your motivation is wrong, and you're going to end up in hell. I can't believe it, though. I just, because I'm at so much, I'm at such peace that, not like, I really. Not... Well, You'd have found Jesus online. No, 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 no. <laughs> no wonder no, you like think I you're really, at peace. The, la- the last thing I want is the sex. And I feel like that's a huge accomplishment. But you shouldn't even look for the comfort of anyone or anything. Oh, okay. You're looking for comfort on the outside, and God is your comfort. So comforter. can I go back to the fallen state and get with somebody, and then we can get back right together? Is that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't take that risk. <laughs> but listen, in all seriousness... God is with you. Stay with the silent prayer and allow yourself to go through that because you're overcoming the world. And don't look for anybody or anything to replace it. You got to go through it. Let that die. You have the power of God now. So he's cleaning up all the junk. All right. So it's a possibility that I'll just be completely and utterly alone till till the end. (laughs) Oh, till he's 18. But you won't be alone. Yeah, I know. God yeah, I is know with you. you. Right, right, I got you. When he fulfilled that emptiness, it's like right. nothing is yeah. missing. I got you. All right? But you got to die from that. For sure. I hear it. I feel you. No, I do. I really do understand. Like, I really do to the point, like, the percentage of the want for the woman is, like, so small. Like, I'm probably, like, 95% in the light and, like, 5% in the dark. <laughs> like, to be honest. I totally understand it, though, but just know you're growing away from it. 
And so don't reach outside for anything. For sure. It's all inside, right? Okay. And the light of God is changing it. So do not go online all right. to find anyone. Be grateful for your kids. Yeah. You know, have a good attitude. He'll take care of you. All right. So you got to cancel the dates. So who? You have to tell her I'm not going on a date anymore. That's gonna be tough. We can be we can't be friends though, right? We can be Right. You're gonna end up like Joel. No, no, no. <laughs> Cause it's kinda I don't wanna be rude at this point. Like we've already had lunch dates and stuff like that, just meeting up. We talk we always speaking, you know, we talking about God and stuff like that and I've been saying, so I we could be they friends, about right? God with something else in mind. We could be friends, right, or just cut it off completely like cut it off. What? Because it it I, I'm running out of time, but cut it, listen, cut it off because you, 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 your motivation is wrong. You're being tempted and you're not resisting. And Satan tell you, oh, you could just be friends. She all holy. She know the Bible. That's wrong. Your motivation is wrong. If you doubt me, go and try. It's going to destroy it. Even if we get married, it's not right. So what now? It's not even if we went towards marriage, it's not right. So what? If we went towards marriage, it's still not right. Like The fact that you met her online, you need to let it go. Because you don't know this person online. It's hard enough to meet someone in person. Yeah, it is. And really get to know them, right? Yeah. Online, they got, you don't want to do it from the gotcha. online. For sure. Now, if you out there living your life and you, you meet a nice lady, you want to go have lunch, go have lunch, but that's it. Don't, don't you, be thinking. And don't pay for it. Don't pay for her lunch. Right. Okay. For sure. <laughs> Are you doing the side of prayer? You know what? Look, oh. man. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, let me. I don't want to waste your time. Like, no. So I, I, I was consistent, and then, so I'm gonna tell you something real quick, and maybe any somebody else may be dealing with this. Yeah. It really a lot of changes started happening like real quick in my well, life. You were doing like, it, right? Man, everything turned around for me. Like yeah. I stopped playing the victim. Uh, yeah. I noticed things that were happening to me uh, were happening for me, not to me. Man, everything's just different. And so, but then I got, like you saying, that I got so filled with like everything around me getting better that, like, man, like sometimes I'm so filled with the spirit that I'm like, man, I'll just, I, maybe tomorrow I'll do it. Because me and him, we'll do it, you know, once, what? Every, like, once a, at the nighttime, you right know what I'm saying? In the morning. But we didn't do it this morning or last night. But we did get in, we did get in late last night, too. So I was like, so that's it. But yeah, man. So I will highly suggest you stay with the prayer. Stay with it. Because that, a lot of people are making that mistake. Life starts to work out. Mm-hmm. And say, so oh, you don't need it. You got you feeling good. You oh, got I'm everything. Feeling good. I'll, yeah. And so that's why he's able to come into you uh, and tempt you with this woman online. You're making up all kind of reason, excuses for it because you're falling back into your imagination. All right. I don't care how good life is for me. I'm staying with the prayer. Gotcha. He says, pray without ceasing. And just he's going to make your life even better, but you got to stay with him and not let Satan draw you away from him. So stay with the silent prayer no matter what. Okay. But you got to let her, the woman go. That's just, that's just, I just, that feels mean like to do. So what? It just seems like mean, like, just not to just, because she's going to be like, well, what's going on? I'm like, oh, well, I guess, you know. Just say, I, my motivation is wrong. She's over just here. Her. She's over here. Like, I didn't got her listening to your YouTube. She's sending me videos and stuff. I'm like, you know, she's like, with it. Like, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, what? I'm not, she's with it. I'm not going to ghost her. She's I'm, with I, what? Like, 
like she's yeah, with your show, like once she's seen it, she was like, well, then wow. She will understand that you have kids. Yeah. And you got to put your kids first. Yeah, she will understand. And so then yeah. it shouldn't be hard to tell her that. Nah, it's just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, you're right. You're sure. You understand that? I do. If she understand where I'm coming from, then she understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And your kids are before any other human beings. Yeah. They need you. Right. They especially need the father. Right, yeah. And so don't give your attention to somebody else like that. Okay. Because it's all for your ego. For sure. It's not even about her. It's about you. It's not about your kids. It's about you. Right. Yeah. And God wants you to overcome that. You. Your kids need you. And then when that is done, the grandkids going to need you. Dang. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and then when that is done, the great-grandchildren will need you. Oh. So, so you, you, you have your family. You might as well settle down. Settle down, for sure. You look like the rich young ruler. <laughs> You're like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, happy Father's Day. Yeah. Right. It is. What do you think about that? What's that? That you got to let her go and take I, care I of your think, children. I, I think that because of what the silent prayer has done for me and seeking God in his right way has done for me. Yeah. Like I live, I understand it like so much, like to the point where I've actually, I had to step outside of my faith and outside of my spirit just to, just to bring myself to do that seeking that woman. Like I had to literally come out of the spirit to do that because if, if I, cause I was whole within and it just recently, like I found that, you know, like I'm—I don't use anger. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with my mom. I could deal with her on a logical, you know, level. I'm good, man. Well, don't judge yourself. Go back to the prayer. Get back on track. You'll be yeah. fine. All right. But you gotta let her go. For sure. Yeah. Your kid, your son needs you. Yeah. And your other kids need you. Yeah, you're right. They need all of your attention. They don't need someone between you, you and them. They need you. So she can't be like a helper or nothing to me. No. <laughs> get a maid. Get a maid on, like a nanny or something. Yeah, get a uh, Mexican maid. Uh, Just make sure you lock all your stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand that? In all seriousness, you understand that? You're being tempted, man. Uh, yeah. Either you're going to put God first or you're not. Right. He, he, he doesn't play like that, right? It's just hard, Either you're man. with him or yeah. you're not. It's cold, man. It's just cold, because like, there's still the, like, the reality of, like, come on, man, like I want to, like, like, come on, like, you know, like, I wanted somebody too, like, in you the want morning, somebody? waking up in the morning and, you know, someone like making breakfast for them or them making breakfast for me or, you know, leaving the light on for me. Oh, no, I mean, well, I don't know. Give it to these young lady right here, right here. What do you think about that? About what exactly? Should he go for this woman or not? No. And why no? Because like you say, you should seek you know, God first within himself, and yeah. that should be enough already. That's if he's right. saying that he's finding peace already, then he shouldn't really be seeking a woman. He should already have that peace within himself. Absolutely. And he seems a little, ang- a little antsy, like he, he, he's seeking a woman, and it's putting these ideas and these thoughts in his head, and he's overthinking it, and he, he's going online looking for women. Like That's not You're a on- man that's... I found peace inside yet. I don't That's think. right. You're on the right track, but you let, you're being tempted right now. So what if I want to share my peace no. with someone? No. no. We'll share with the world. 
you share it by being honest with people. Your kids need it. All right? All right, so go through that pain, that, you, that yearning you have for the woman. Right. You got to because that's your God. All right. All right, yes. Yeah. No, that's it. That's uh, so, relax. you understand that? Yeah, unfortunately I do. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I do. Um, let me do this. I got to do the biblical question real fast, because I'm out of time, really. Um, this week, biblical question. Uh, human beings, I asked Chris, since he got the mic. Uh, he would be no. We dealt with this on the show, right? No, we uh, we de- we dealt with a bunch of other stuff. We didn't even talk about the biblical question. Oh, are human beings able to forgive? No. Why do you say no? Because uh, it's well, as you know, I'm an observer and I'm holy, and the the spirit works through you. It's not it's not me. It's God. So no, human beings are not able to forgive. What do you say to that? Are human beings able to forgive? No. Why do you say no? Because above ourselves, we can't do nothing. So do you know that for sure, or that's just a saying you heard? No, I know that for sure because but it's not I like a saying. <laughs> Oh, we call the Bible so we. Can <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little bit tired. My my voice is like. Monotone. What? I'm a little bit tired. That's why it sounds like. You gonna be tired? I am tired. Right oh, I now. see. Okay. That's why I sound, I guess, off. But, um, no, but if because human beings cannot forgive. Why does God tell us to go and forgive? Because He says to seek first Him, and after He we seek Him, we know ourselves. Um, and well, God reveals ourselves to us. Uh, to us, we can understand why, like why we need to forget forget people. But it's not until it it has to come from God. It doesn't have to come from you. That's how I see it. I want to ask this young man: Are human beings able to forgive? <clears throat> well, to be honest, I, I I don't know either because that's why I was here because I was asking if I was able. If, I thought I was able. I forgave my my mom and dad. Right. I, I I think I did, but I'm not 100% sure if that's what I did or or that's what it what what it was. So I'm not 100% sure to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Um, the young lady in the black way back there want to respond. Are human beings able to forgive? Um, human beings are able to forgive if they are born again, you know, they have the Holy Spirit within them, because if not, then they're just in darkness, and then they're full of hate. And how are they able to forgive? Uh, Once you are born again, you know, and you have, you're open to God, because, you know, you can try to help yourself, but you can't really help yourself, just as she was saying. But if you give it to God, let go and let God, then you like through with the help of God are able to forgive but if not then if you're just of yourself then you're in your mind and that's where Satan will play with you um and just by yourself probably not you may think momentarily that oh well I can get over but then something will come up and then you'll be like you'll still be like peeved or whatever and that's just a spot of hate still within you so um but to truly forgive, and, uh, you know, like, I've 
forgiven my parents, and it's all good. Like, uh, my dad's, did, he did, and he was a beta slut maker nice. butthole, you know, and my mom was just being evil. Yeah. And, um, and I just you got were able to forgive them. Correct. Forrest, I just let, love them. Let me ask Forrest. Are human beings able to forgive? Surprise me. Okay. Um, Hold the mic there, Forrest. Oh. I don't know. Oh, okay. Jane, did you have a question? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, okay. Oh, let me do this. Are they responding to the biblical question? No, they're not. Um, I used to think that human beings were able to forgive. And because growing up, you hear that in the church. Forgive, forgive, right? But we are not able to forgive. No way. Of our, as this young lady, somebody said, of ourselves, we can do nothing, right? And, and, and that is so true. Of yourself, you can do nothing. And of yourself, you know nothing. And so if you notice, when you go and forgive, you are apologizing to them for resenting them. I'm raw for resenting you because you understand that they can help it. And then in that situation, God is forgiving you. You're not like, if you went to your parents and say, well, I forgive you, thinking that you can forgive, it wouldn't work because we can't do anything. Only God, that comes from God. Human beings are not capable of forgiving. Because the hearts are wicked and the hearts are evil. But when we see that we are wrong for hating our fellow man or woman or whatever, right? And we know that we are playing God because that's what Satan does. He plays God. We are playing God. We are wrong for that. That's what we are apologizing for. That's what the, the great sin is, playing God. So you're going there to say, I'm wrong for judging you. We can't judge. Only people who think they are God judges. They judge, they look down on one another, they gossip about one another, they have no love because they're playing God. So once you go realize you've been playing God, you go and apologize for judging them, you're fine. Then God will become your God. Satan will no longer be your God. Then you can live. We cannot forgive. We can't do anything. It's all spiritual. That's why when you think you're all that, you're making a fool of yourself. Really, we're nothing. We are grateful. I'm grateful that I'm understanding that, that he loved me enough to allow me to see that. Otherwise, you'd be suffering. We cannot forgive. Yes, James. Well, we have lots of super chats, and we'll read the rest of them on the tomorrow. But All right, thank you. Seaboat gave a super chat on YouTube, on YouTube, and said, can God forgive intentional abominations and intentional sinning? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, CJ. CJ, right? Right. No, uh, C-Boat. C-Boat. I have no idea what that means. Uh, I have another question from... Anybody know what that means? Yes. It sounds like a Christian term. But nobody is sinning on purpose. No. Who said that? No. Because they're in a fallen state and they're being influenced and don't realize it. We're not in control either way. When you're in a fallen state, you're not making those decisions. 
You don't wake up one morning, oh, let me go sin. My life is so good today. I just feel like I want to sin. <laughs> You're being influenced. That's why when you overcome the fallen state, you're being influenced by God. We're not in control either way. We've never been in control. So if that's what you mean, no. No such thing as intentional sinning. And once you wake up, you would never want to go back to that. Really. That's a horrible way to live. Yes. Another person on YouTube just chatting asked, T.R. Tersking S. King said, should a man marry a divorcee? No. <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> Listen, all the divorcees are worried now. Um, I just heard someone say, "What if she has doesn't have kids?" I would say, even if she doesn't have kids. No, especially here. Because when you marry a divorced woman, you marry somebody else's wife. And you marry, it's like buying a used car. You have, it's going to be in the shop all the time. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense anyway. Why, if you're a brand new person, meaning fresh, you've never been married, whether man or woman, you've never been married, you have no children, why would you want to take on an old car? Why not start a brand new life out, having your own kids, having your own problems to deal with, instead of bringing in somebody else's issue? It doesn't even make sense, right? I wouldn't marry no divorced woman. What do you mean? Okay, but no, I wouldn't do it. Yes. One last super chat from Yaka Zaka, asking, why does it say, forgive so you can be forgiven? So that God can forgive you, draw you in. You're not playing God anymore. So the only way you're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you got to lay down that Godship thing you think you are. All angry people think that they are God. That's why they judge. That's why they make decisions. That's why they, in their head, they think that they are God. So that's why. But if you don't want to enter into the kingdom, you don't have to forgive. You just suffer and die. It's really up to you. I got a, is it real short? Yeah, it's a question. About okay, the make it short. Don't go around the moon and back. <laughs> well, I don't know how. But because it's of time, I got to Yeah, I just, about the feeling empty or feeling, like I said, in the woman's group, I was, uh, woman's group, I was feeling that I was disappearing, right? And I see myself judging the process of that as he's doing, I think, yeah. because I, I see it like, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if this is right that I'm doing, but I see myself like being, oh, I miss my family, or oh, I feel lonely, or, I feel empty, I don't have anybody to entertain, or any gossips to to right. feel, or anything like that. I'm being, yeah. It's true. And, right. But then I'm feeling like I'm wrong because of that. I'm feeling like I'm disappearing, and that that's wrong, because God wants well, me to... Well, let me tell you this. That's not you telling yourself all those things. Oh, I need a family. I need to go and gossip. I need that's Satan telling you that. He's tempting you. Yeah. You would never tell yourself, I need to go gossip. Gossip. Or I need a family. Entertainment. That's why all thoughts are lies, right? So or Satan just say, Oh, you need a new job or a better job yeah. or more money. Or a family. It's yeah. all lies, just let it pass. 
Yeah, and I'm letting it pass. All the time. And then I'm letting it pass. Right. But, I, but I'm just thinking, why am you I even... Want, as somebody brought it up, you want to be empty. Yeah. And God will fulfill you. And that's you. how I'm feeling now. Yeah. But it's just... I'm thinking now. I'm thinking why I'm thinking those things. Why I'm thinking. But you're problems. not thinking those things. Satan yeah. is tempting you. Yeah. All thoughts are lies all the time. Okay. With your situation, Satan tells you need a woman at night and all that. For breath, it's all lies. You're not telling yourself that. Seek the kingdom and you'll be fine. All right. <laughs> you got to die. The ego must die. Really? Is it real short and fast? It's more of a statement. No, behind you. Uh, yeah. You forgot it? Uh, I think I have it. Okay, I saw your hand. You forgot? Yeah, I think I remember. Okay. Um, Somebody making a knocking noise. What's wrong with you, man? The coffee's kicking in. So what? The coffee's kicking in. <laughs> now he, he was patting his foot on the ground. Now he's doing it with a hand. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, the Bible does mention about like there is one unforgivable sin, and that's the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the people who are doing that, do they know that they're? They don't know it. So why is that an unforgivable sin rather than all the other? If you ones? do it now that you know, it's a little different story. But in that fallen state, you don't know, mm-hmm. and God is not holding that against you. We're not guilty of the fallen state. We're guilty of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you got to change the heart. He would change the heart. Then I could never, um, I, don't, I can't imagine turning away from my teacher from within. I don't trust in outer teacher. Meaning that I hear things, but I let it go in one ear and out the other. Because he's teaching me. And I would, I would not substitute a human being for that at all. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this might be like a silly question, but what is uh, spirit? What? What is spirit? Like for those, like for those who could be atheists, they're like, oh, invisible in- beings, invisible beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I you believe. have to have that requires faith to believe in the spirit. To believe in God, or to believe in these spiritual beings. Believing necessary. in God is faith, mm-hmm. but once you doubt the thoughts. You can't help but have faith in God. You let every thought go because when you believe the thought, you believe in lies. And so as long as you believe lies, you can't believe the truth. But when you let every thought go by, you can't help but have faith in God. That's the only thing that's left. Because we live by belief. So when you doubt every thought, you can't help but believe God. True. All right. Um, What's the brand new biblical question? What does the intellect look like and what is its purpose? What does the intellect look like and what is its purpose? Isn't that an amazing question? Yeah. Right here, want to add, tell me real fast. What is the intellect? Yeah. White people should know this really well. <laughs> what is the intellect and what does it look like? The intellect is Satan, and it looks like pure hell. Okay. <laughs> I'm right on this one. I'm right. You uh, might say it differently, but I'm right. What, 
Mark, what does the intellect... I put my two cents in next time. What does the intellect look like? I mean, what does the intellect look like? And what is its purpose, right? Uh, it looks like a show-off, and its purpose is to destroy. Are you... Are you... you have an intellect? Uh... Hope not. Do you? I don't know. Sometimes I think I've gone dumb, you know? You what? Think I've gone dumb. I realize I'm an idiot, and I live from there. But I don't want to close the door on the possibility of me being, you know, egotistical or intellectual. Maybe that's true. All right. (laughs) No, I'm just looking. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put my two cents in on Sunday. Last word. What does the intellect look like and what is its purpose? I believe the intellect looks like ego. And its purpose is to deceive you, to take you away from the Father. Do you have an intellect? Used to. Do you have one now? No. And how do you know you don't have one? I quit assuming that I know things. I think it comes with a wait-and-see attitude. Uh... You know, I, I, I was out working. I, I seen a guy shooting up, actually. And, like, right when I went to judge him, I was like, he's just in a fallen state like everybody else. Like, I was there at one time. Not with needles, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to judge him. What makes his sin any better or worse than mine? All right. So. What? Do you know the answer to that? Nope. You don't know? We'll wait and see next week. Yeah. Amazing. So do you have an intellect? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. And so you're evil? Yes. No wonder your wife left. I know. Huh? But that's the, that's the question for next week, all right? So listen. My fatherly advice, go and forgive. Don't say, oh, I did it in my heart and all that crap. Your parents are living, go and forgive, especially your mother. Not just especially, but both, especially the father, too. So you can return to your father. This is Father Day. It's a perfect day to do it. Go and forgive. Stay with the silent prayer dot video. All people should do it, but especially emotional, passionate people. You need to calm down. That has nothing to do with God at all, right? So go forgive. Do the silent prayer. Doubt every thought. And happy Father Day to everybody. We're going to read the Super Chats and D-Lives on Monday, tomorrow. Have a really good Father's Day weekend this week. Right. <laughs> Announcements. We are, the tickets for the men's conference selling out and time is near. I encourage you to go and get it.